Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. I also forgot to put on their headphones in the break. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, anywhere you darn well please, or you'll see us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's Miss 305. She's Miss 956. She's Miss 915. She's the Duchess of Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. That is all factual. Mm-hmm. Hi, friends. You are you're beloved in all of those communities. I hope so, because mm-hmm. I love those communities. Mm-hmm. It's a mutual thing. I hope so. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. 72 days to Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to 2 Chains. Nice. 2 Chains turns 46 today. Um, it's episode 1,648. On today's show, folks, big show, big, big show. So big, in fact, that Pickle didn't even include the biggest guests on here, with all due respect to our friend Jared Kalmus. Jared Kalmus from Alamo Audible on the Republic Football Podcast Network is going to be joining us here shortly to talk a little UTSA football after the Roadrunners uh, even their record at 1-1 one one with a win over Texas State. We'll hear from, we'll talk with Jared Kalmus. Uh, then we're going to be joined. Tuesdays. By Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, is going to be joining us here live on the program as he does every Tuesday. 
We'll talk a little Texas high school football. Might ask him about how things are going in Austin these days. Uh, and his trip to Tuscaloosa. Seems pretty good. We'll talk about that. And then back half the show, we'll round it all out with the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week from Week 3 of the Texas yes. High School Football. This is also the time yep. where it's Week 3 of college football and Week 4 of high school football. But, but also, yet we're recapping we're Week recapping 3. We're recapping Week 3. And, and it's just looking it's, forward to Week 4. It's all bad. And some of our superlatives are already on the other. I don't no, know. it's terrible. Thumbs down. We need to Thumbs not down. do numbers anymore. No, we said not. that during conference realignment that said the Big 12 years. has 7,000 teams and it's just no more numbers. We've said this for years. Numbers are bad and need to go. Yes, I agree. Do you see any numbers up here? No, I don't. There's a reason. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Zill0678, Ed McElroy, Aaron Arbuckle, and Josh, who is celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Josh and 2 Chains. Yes, it's a that's sentence. actually what he said. I woke up this morning <laughs> saying, today I'm going to wish Josh and 2 Chains a happy birthday. Happy birthday to Josh and 2 Chains. Uh, we're Texas Football today. We're talking football every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Um, this is, uh, you should go on TexasFootball.com. A lot of good stuff up there right now, including um, a lot of coverage of last night's big recruiting news. Micah Hudson, the number two prospect in the DCTF Rising Hot 100, committed to Texas Tech. It is the highest rated commitment for Texas Tech ever. Uh, so we've got a team coverage up there on TexasFootball.com if you go get that. It's a big win for the Red Raiders, and we've got it covered from stem to stern. We've been tracking that. That uh, Greg Powers, uh, our director of recruiting here at Dave Campbell's Texas Bowl, has been recruiting. Uh, tracking that recruitment for a long time. We'll, of course, talk a lot about it tomorrow, but if you want to read up on it now, you can go to texasfootball.com. Yeah, I wonder who the commit of the week will be. Maybe some guy who decided <laughs> to go to, like, Louisiana Monroe. That seems fair. Pickle. Uh, let's talk a little college football. Uh, it was a fun week down in the Alamo City in San Antonio as the UTSA Roadrunners even their record at 1-1 one one with a win over Texas State. And here to talk about it is the host of Alamo Audible on the Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, Republic of Football Podcast Network. It's our friend Jared Kalmus. Jared, how are you? Hey, doing great. Happy to be here. Long-time listener, long-time subscriber, first-time guest. So thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Fantastic. Appreciate you you hopping on with us. Uh, before we get into the game and, and kind of the state of the program down there with UTSA right now, uh, I know you were there uh, this weekend at the at the big Texas State and UTSA game. Uh, I know there was a massive crowd down there, a lot of buzz around this game. Uh, can you can you tell us what the scene was like down there in the Alamo Dome this weekend? Yeah, it was awesome. Honestly, uh, you know, it was hard to not sit in a seat in the Alamo Dome and not remind yourself of what makes this sport so great. I mean, as we've seen the Pac-12 disintegrate, you know, regionality just getting thrown out the window in college sports to see nearly 50,000 neighbors, friends, family members all come together to watch, you know, their, their alma maters and their favorite teams or local teams. It was just a really beautiful thing. And I, I think fans on both sides uh, went home with a great experience. So UTSA comes away with a uh, a narrow win over over Texas State. It's an important win for them to to get it to uh, to even their record at at one and one. Um, through two games um, with with UTSA, I'm I'm interested in what has maybe surprised you, uh, either in the positive or the negative about about the Roadrunners this year. You know the strength of this team has just completely flipped from the last few seasons. You know UTSA's offense was one of the best in the country. In 2021 and 2022, uh, they had a really strong group of athletes at the uh, the specialist positions. You know, obviously starting with Frank Harris, who 
I'm sure most listeners are, are well familiar with. Um, and the defense has been just good enough, you know, to win Conference USA. It's, it's kind of been the way that I've seen them. You know, definitely some weaknesses, especially in that secondary. The script has been flipped in 2023. The defense looks nearly elite, to be honest. I mean, they, they have shown incredible, incredible strength, depth, um, athleticism. The offense, though, is just not as sharp as we have seen it in the past two years. And I, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. We just talked about it in our most recent episode of um, Audible on our Public of Football Podcast Network. So let me get let me get that plug in there. Uh, we dive into the details. But, you know, I think for the most part, it all comes down to Frank Harris. Uh, for those that don't know, he has suffered a lot of injuries throughout his career uh, at San Antonio and also as a high school recruit. Um, and he missed, you know, almost all of summer, all of the spring, um, and maybe a bit of fall camp. So I think there's a bit of rust there. Um, and the office just, it just hasn't really clicked into place that they're moving the ball, but there's practically no explosive place, um, to look at. And, it, you know, it kind of feels like they're on the precipice of breaking out some long runs and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully that comes soon for the roadrunners, but it's just been really interesting to adjust kind of my expectations of this team from one that's going to, you know, score with anyone in the country to uh, someone whose defense is going to lead the way in their, in their victories, perhaps. Talking with Jared Kalmus of the Alamo Audible on the Republic Pod, Republic of Football Podcast Network here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. It's hard to ignore the Frank Harris question uh, because he. I think it's fair to say that the first two games he has not looked like himself. He's not looked like that all-conference caliber quarterback that we've come to expect. And, and a guy that I think everybody around these offices like to say, hey, like this is actually the best-kept secret in, in one of the best-kept secrets in, in college football. Uh, what is Right now, through two games, uh, within the UTSA fan base and within kind of people who, who who follow the team, what is the level of concern right now with Frank Harris? Is it kind of a thought of like, let's wait and see if he breaks out of it? Or is there real concern that we need to start looking elsewhere if things don't improve? I, you know, I think it's somewhere in between those two. I, I think there is concern for sure. Um, but I, I don't think that the perception is like, you know, he can't finish the year. It, there was a moment in that Texas State game where it felt that way. He went out for one play, came back in, went out again. They took the card out, and we're like, oh, gosh, like, you know, this might be it. Uh, but he finished the game, and, you know, he was, he was a little hobbled, right? But uh, it turned out to be a toe injury. Mm -hmm. So I, I think right now I kind of see it more as a midterm concern. Like, the toe injuries are, are weird in that all you can do to recover from that is to rest. And UTSA is in a kind of interesting scenario schedule-wise. They've got this game against Army on Friday, so the short week, <laughs> tough to, to put a semi-injured quarterback out there on a short week. And then they've got a game against Tennessee that's obviously going to be really tough. And then they actually have a bye week before they start conference play. So, you know, I think there's an argument to be made that maybe Frank should be rested for a couple weeks and then come in, you know, ready to go for conference play. Uh, but, you know, Frank is just <laughs> one of the toughest guys I've ever seen play for the Roadrunners. And I think that if he's physically capable of stepping on the field, even if he's not 100%, he's going to push really hard for the coaching staff to put him out there. And maybe they just have to adjust the offense accordingly. You know, more, more of a pocket passing uh, type of offense, which you know, we saw a lot of in that sec second half of the Texas State game. 
there's another part of the passing game that that is worth mentioning, and there was I think maybe I don't want to say a concern, but certainly an, a, a curiosity heading into the season, which was the receiving core. Uh, Zachary <clears throat> Franklin uh, enters the transfer portal late, ends up at Ole Miss, um, which kind of takes away another kind of all-conference caliber type weapon to this offense. Uh, but it does seem like guys like you know, Joshua Cephas have stepped up in a big way. What is your read on what you've seen from the receiver core so far this season? Yeah, that's been interesting. Um, I, I think that it's a mix of guys not getting open, and when they are getting open, they're getting missed in the progressions from the quarterbacks. Um, so I think you guys are probably big fans of David Amador, mm-hmm. uh, who won, was a runner-up state championship at North Shore, so he's playing with a true freshman. Uh, he had a nice 20-yard gain against Houston. David McQueen from Jacksonville has also shown a lot of promise, just you know, game-breaking speed. But they haven't really been able to work those guys into the offense in like the manner that Zakari and, and JT Clark were last year. Um, so that's something to monitor. I think those guys are great players, but they're so young. And you know, Frank is, you know, dealing with these injuries, offensive line injuries as well. So it's just kind of a a, a mix of issues that are holding the passing game back, I think. Um JT Clark actually snuck on the field for a play against uh Texas State last week. So that was interesting. We'll see if he's back fully. Uh, for Army or not, he's still wearing a knee brace, but he was suited out. Um, so I think that's a huge, huge boost in this offense to get one more, you know, all-conference talent that has skins on the wall that has shown that they can produce at this level um, and maybe relieve a bit of that pressure on those younger receivers who are kind of uh, developing still. Talk with Jared Kalmus of Alamo Audible the, on the Republic Football Podcast Network here on Texas Football Today. We get involved the conversation hashtag TF Today. Uh, I, I do want to ask you about the defense because I know that this has been uh, obviously the star of the show through the first couple of weeks. Uh, there were guys that we anticipated to be real stars. Um, it, you know, speci- specifically uh, uh, Jamal uh, Ligon and and guys like Rashad Wisdom. Uh, who has surprised you on this defense that has uh, that has kind of I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but it's certainly like like maybe carried more than the, the load that you anticipated early in the season. Yeah, so I think the cornerback transfer, Cam Alexander, he was an all-conference player at San Houston State. Um, you know, a lot of guys on the, the Bearcats roster only played four games last year to maintain eligibility to retro to transfer. Um, Alexander's one of those guys, and he stepped into a starting role right away at UTSA. Kind of figured one of those transfers would step up and grab that spot. Wasn't sure who it would be. Uh, but Cam has been great at UTSA. I mean, I, I, I can only think of one play where he's gotten beat this season, and it was a total 50-50 ball, great catch from the receiver. Uh, he's been a great tackler for UTSA as well. So I think it's just a matter of time until he gets uh, a pick. And that de- the defense, as great as they've been, ha- they have not generated a turnover this season. Um, so, you know, Army is starting to pass the ball a little bit. Uh, not the most crisp passing game. You know, obviously they're getting used to this new offense of theirs. Um, so maybe there's a chance Alexander goes up and gets that first pick, but he he has definitely caught my eye, and I think he's going to perform pretty well heading into the conference play. Uh, and and that's actually a good place to leave it here is is with this Saturday six o'clock there at the Alamo Dome uh, on ESPN. You can watch Army and UTSA. Um, what what are you keeping an eye on in this game? I know this is a a newish look Army team, or at least a an evolving Army offense. What are what are you keeping a close eye on heading into this weekend's game? Yeah, I mean, obviously the quarterback situation is top of mind, right? Whether Frank plays or not. Uh, if he's not able to go, Eddie Lee Marburger is probably going to be the starting quarterback or at least play the majority of snaps. Uh, hashtag let Elon cook, obviously. Uh, but Eddie has not looked super comfortable on the field the last few times he's been on. Um, but, you know, getting a whole week running with the ones, with the starters and, and practice and knowing that you might be the starter heading into the week 
Um, if that's what's happening, might give him a confidence boost. It would be great to just see him go out there and, and, and take the reins and show that UTSA does have a backup that they can feel comfortable with um, and, and get a couple of touchdowns to his name. So I think that's really the name of the game. I, I feel pretty well about UTSA's defense, you know, maintaining their production and and holding Army, you know, to under, you know, a handful of scores or, you know, a couple of scores. Uh, but they're going to have to find a way to score some points, and that's been a struggle for them so far. He's Jared Kalmus. You can hear his fine work on Alamo Audible and part of the Republic of Football podca- Podcast Network. We're subscribed to Republic of Football wherever you get your podcasts. Jared, appreciate your time uh, and enjoy the game on Saturday. Uh, Friday, yeah. Friday, that's right. Oh, my gosh. You see, this, I know. This is I know. the problem. We, we, we cannot have games on Friday. That's a high school football game. <laughs> Like, what if, like, yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. I'll be back anytime you want me. I want to watch UTSA and Army. That's fine. Thanks, Jared. There it goes. Friday night. See, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, that should be illegal. It, it, I know. Like, Friday night, I kept seeing, like, I saw 6 o'clock ESPN, and literally, I'm like, all right. Saturday. My evening <laughs> is planned out. I'm going to sit Your back. Your evening is planned out. You'll be at Bally Sports. Southwest. That's the problem. <laughs> now I can't watch UTSA and Army, which are two teams. I love, as you know. You know the quarterback for, uh, by the way, you know the quarterback for Army is? I do. Um, shoot. This is not like a quiz. This is more of a curiosity. No, I know, but I did know. Who is it? It's Bryson Daly. Yes. Bryson Daly from Abernathy. Yes. That's right. So this is a homecoming for him, coming back to the Lone Star State to play. Uh, it's, that's very cool that, that he gets to come home and play, but that'll be a fun game. Friday night, apparently, Army and UTSA, uh, 6 o'clock on ESPN, so make sure you check that out. Or... Like three screen it. Yeah. Texas football tonight, mm-hmm. football Friday, and Army and UTSA. Every Texan's dream. Anyway, we appreciate Jared Kalmus of Alamo Audible. Great listen there on the Republic Football Podcast Network. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment. What does Craig Way think about football? We'll find out together. But first, a word from these valued goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW.
I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Pickle, it's the day after Monday. And on the day after Monday... Two ways. We always talk with the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. We're pleased to be joined by Craig Way. Mr. Way, how are you? I'm good. How, how, how are you two today? Well, I, I'll, I'll defer to Pickle. How are you doing? I'm well. Okay, good. Just making sure. Two ways are my favorite. I want to make sure you, you get in on this. Uh, how... We'll leave it open to this. How was Tuscaloosa? Uh, it was uh, hot, uh, enjoyable, exhausting, all of those things. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, Pickle and I were just talking during the break. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I I figured I'd sleep when I got back because I didn't I didn't get a chance to sleep Saturday after the game it was a 50 mile drive back to the hotel and bumper to bumper traffic at midnight hmm. so i got back to the hotel after 1 a.m in birmingham and my flight was leaving at five so i just you know didn't do that you know just threw everything in a bag and showered and changed went to the airport i go to the ticket counter get in line and there's one guy in front of me i thought oh, okay that's nice he had a cart there were several boxes stacked on the cart and each one said human tissue yeah. rush rush uh you know uh, uh, uh fragile or something like that i thought yeah this is completing the weekend so uh but it was good it's a good weekend <laughs> okay craig <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that you ran into an organ donor on the way back from tuscaloosa after uh boxes of it too boxes <laughs> i mean it could have been more than just organs in there for all i know god okay this uh not- Let's talk some Texas high school football. Um, Why not? Uh, looking back on week three, because I know that you're a sicko and you were sitting in your hotel in Birmingham following the, the action of, on Texas high school football, despite being outside of the state pounds. Uh, one of the things that I was struck by on Friday night was the number of games that I f- came away feeling pretty good about all the teams involved, whether they are the winning end or the losing end. Games like Brock and Wimberley spring to mind. Timpson and Dangerfield, Refurio and Edna. Cross-classification matchups where I feel like both teams acquitted themselves well. Did you did you get that kind of feeling from the Friday night uh, and, and I suppose Thursday night uh, goings-on as well? Absolutely. And uh, when you said one thing I was struck by, the first thing that went in my mind was hopefully not lightning <laughs> since we had that. Uh, since we had the storm delays there and some teams uh, did well enough coming out of those storm delays, other ones kind of gathered themselves a little bit. Uh, Liberty Hill was one of those in gathering themselves after a delay down here to rally back to beat Georgetown. But I was also impressed with Lake Highlands went over Highland Park, waiting it out, and then they took a punch from Highland Park and won that game coming back. That's also, Tep, why I'm a little bit intrigued by this matchup between Lake Highlands and Jesuit this week. Uh, to see how that rolls out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on those other ones. You know, there are some outliers. There are some anomalies. For example, one of the big games down here in the greater Austin area every year, regardless of records, the old throw the record books out the window games, 
is the battle for the bell. It's Round Rock against Westwood. Mm -hmm. And you would be looking at it, the mirror in an inverse, if you look to see Round Rock at 3-0 and Westwood's 0-3, and and the computer's got... I saw the computer likes the 0 and 3 Dragons by a by one point in that. Uh, so you know we'll get we'll get better indications from some of those teams down here in the greater Austin area. Uh, uh, Vista Ridge at a Cedar Park is one of those, I think. There's a couple other teams like that that we'll we'll get a little better read on those teams, and I think that goes statewide as well. Now that we're starting to get headlong into district play. It happened last week with some of the 19 districts. Now, you know, unless you're in a smaller district, everybody's on board with league competition now. Uh, talking with Craig White, Texas High School Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation in hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, there's – or Coach, Craig, jeez. Uh, Craig, there's also – um, a phenomenon that happens this time of year where we get two two or three games worth of data uh, and maybe a team's even undefeated or, or looking very good, and yet I feel like we don't know a ton about them. And, and I'll give you a few of the examples that spring to mind. Um, Gunner is one of them, 3-0, rolling, but I'm not sure how much we know about them. Um, another one would be an example like Mart, which I think is kind of par for the course for this time of year, although they get a big test with Centerville this week. And then another one, down your neck of the woods, I'm not sure how much we know about Austin Westlake quite yet. Obviously, there's there's they've, they've got the win over Fort Bend Ridgepoint, but they've been essentially a, a dominant force throughout all the teams that, in my opinion, they outclass. Um, it does strike me that this time of year, you do run into a kind of f- a sophomoric false sense of security of saying, oh, I know what these teams are, and, and yet that could end up biting you coming coming down the stretch here as we get more and more data. Uh, are there teams like that that you feel like you're still waiting to find out exactly what these teams are in 2023? Well, to your point, I, I think a lot of folks down in the Austin area would say you can almost, not every year, but almost make that same statement about Westlake every year mm. through the first three weeks or so because they don't seem to be really challenged no matter uh, who they're facing uh, and you know the Lake Travis game is coming up in a couple of weeks so we'll, we'll find out three weeks we'll find out about that but uh, you know there's Lake Travis would be one of those teams I think for me uh, down in down in this area their defense looks really really good their offense looks good enough to keep winning and, and good enough to trample teams that just aren't up to the you know, up to stuff like like a view to Johnson facing them uh, last week um, and uh, it, I am intrigued by March as you pointed out they they get a matchup with Centerville Centerville already passed one big test with the win over Crawford and and now we get a chance to see if they're up to it because they were not up to the challenge last year against Mark but again how much do we know about Mark right now and and that's where I think this game this week, I think, will tell us quite a bit about the Panthers as well. Talking with Craig Wave, Texas High School Hall of Famer, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, one more question about high school, and then I do want to ask you about the Longhorns a little bit. And that is, uh, we'll do the meanest thing we do to each other each week, which is uh, asking you to teleport to a game. But I won't just open it up to the whole state. I'll give you three games, and you can teleport hey. to one of them. You can either go Friday night to Gunner for Brock and Gunner. You can go... Friday night to, let's say, San Antonio for Midland Legacy visiting Cibolo Steel, or you can go Friday night 
to Holly for a matchup of defending 2A champs as Albany visits Holly. Which of those three games is Craig Way teleporting to? Um, it's going to be the middle one, and I'll get to it in a minute. Let me first say, going back to answer your question about Gunner, Gunner, to me, is a lot in the same category with Westlake. Mm. We know they're a known commodity. We know what Jake Fazell is going to have, no matter what the competition is. Now, do they step up in competition this week? Absolutely. Brock will give them a good run for the money, just like they did in Wimberley. It was a very, very entertaining ball game. Uh, is Brock good enough to beat them? They are. And so we do find out more about them. So that is uh, an intriguing matchup there. Uh, the, uh, the the one in San Antonio kind of intrigues me only because it's, it, you know, the, the Basin schools are having to do a lot more traveling on these non-district games because of the downsizing of 6A districts out in West Texas, as we know. I mean, Permian's got back-to-back weeks in the Super Syntax. Did they just hang out with Chip and JoJo all during the week? You know, and so, so uh, you know, that, they get, they get, uh, they get Harker. And then, and, and then, so you've got this Midland Legacy matchup with Steele. I think we learn more about both of those teams. I think Clint Hartman's got a good ball club. We find out some more. Steele has uh, the, the loss to Lake Travis, but it's a real good team, as we know. That's the one that probably uh, raises my eyebrow the most. Uh, and finally, I do want to ask you about your, your other job, because you are the voice of the Texas Longhorns. Obviously, Texas coming off of a big win on the road at Alabama. Um, uh but I want to ask you a little bit about this weekend because there is a uh, there's a storm rolling into town from Big Sky Country in the in the form of the two and Wyoming Cowboys, um, and there may be a I think there's there's a, a sense of potential doom if you look ahead and look past what is a pretty decent Wyoming team. Um, whenever you are around the team and, 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 and hearing Coach Sarkeesian and, and, and the players talk, do you get the sense that they have they have uh, they have moved on from what was a really big win on Saturday and are now pretty focused on what is I think a pretty dangerous Cowboys team? Yeah, I agree with you, and I think they have. You know, you know how it is in this town down here, Chap. Uh, they are big kingmakers in this town, and they are big pitchforks and torches at the door if things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're, they're making kings this week, and they're very, very excited, the fans I'm talking about. But that's that's fans being fans. And there's, there's media has its culpability as well. Quinn Ewers, I think, has come in for four National Player of the Week honors this week. But the great thing about Quinn, and I've noticed this from talking to him and seeing him last year, uh, there, there's been a little bit of a metamorphosis physically. Yes, the mullet's gone, the beard's gone, uh, and he's dropped some weight. But the attitude adjustment, I think, is, is much, much different than it was uh, the perception a lot of folks had about him. There may have been some validity to it when he left Carroll to go to Ohio State. When he came in last year, he was a good team guy. He's a great team guy now. And I think his teammates are are, are also understanding the danger. Here's Jalen Ford, the preseason defensive player of the year in the Big 12, tweeting out yesterday, I've seen that cheese. It's poison, he said. They're talking about the rat poison, about buying into how good we are. You know, Mac Brown used to say, when you've got that sugar on your back, mm. that you've got to get it off of there. So, but but Mac used to say this, and I think this holds true with Sark and the players. They're in their own little concentric circle. They go about their business. They were working hard yesterday morning on the practice field. They'll work hard this week. And, they, and, and Sark, I know, would agree with you. He has a lot of respect for Craig Bowl. 
The guy was on that Nebraska staff for years, won multiple national championships at the FCS level, and North Dakota State has done a, a solid job at Wyoming. And uh, he he has a lot of respect for him. It's a team, a lot of fourth year, fifth year, and even some sixth year seniors. It's a veteran team. They play some good defense, so they they know this isn't just show up with the Longhorn on the side of the helmet and win. If you do, you're asking for trouble. There's also a chance, Teb, we could get some rain. That's right, rain. Your war on weather would include rain in Austin, possibly, on Saturday night. So there could be extraneous factors that are inserted into this ballgame, and the Longhorns know they have to be buttoned up. He's Craig White. He's the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer and the co-host of High School Scoreboard Live on Valley Sports Southwest. Here I'm on the Craig Way Show, uh, but not today. I've been told not today. Still listen to the to, to the to the to, uh, AM thirteen hundred the Zone, but but don't expect to hear Craig Way's dulcet tones. Uh, but uh, but you can hear him tomorrow two to four on the Craig Way Show on eight, uh, AM thirteen hundred in Austin, and you can hear him on the call of Texas and Wyoming on Saturday. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will talk to you tomorrow, and then I'll see you on Friday. I look forward to you being on the show where I can be every bit as cruel to you as you are to me. <laughs> there he goes. Craig White, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here Please on wait. Texas Football Today. Appreciate his time. I had to ask him a little bit about Texas Longhorns. Everyone's talking about it. And he's there's few guys who know the Texas Longhorns inside and out, like Craig White. So why true. not? Get some insights from him. We appreciate his time, as always. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every week at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll roll out the Dave Campbells Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. But first, let's find out who took home the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Congratulations to this week's recipients of the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. One last thing, Pickle, and that is to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week as put together by our illustrious crew at Dave Campbell's Texan Live. They monitor all the games, all the games, all the Texas high school football action, and they clip every play. They have to sort through every play. There's like kneel downs they have to sort through. That seems excessive. To find the best plays. But there's nobody we trust more to put together the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week than those guys. Here it is for Week 3. Brock here. Stover looking right, looking on the one-on-one coverage. He'll go up to the top side. He's got him up top. Nolan Wyda touchdown. Texas. Nolan Wyda. Low snap. Lewis firing. Tipped away and intercepted. This is going to be a pick six to put this game on ice. Owens gets the snap. Gonna throw with hands in his face. Carter. That's a touchdown. He bobbled it. Now the snap by Jamerson. Looking over to his left. Can't find anybody. He's gonna take it himself on the right side. Gets past one. Now another. Is he gonna take it to the house? Yes, he is. Jamerson with the run in for the touchdown. Third and ten. Here's Cheney. 
Wafting it near side, one-on-one. It's going to be caught somehow inside the 40. That might make sports center. How in the world did he... On fourth and 10, Zion Brown. Flushed immediately. Rolling near side. Gets out of a sack. Brown fires. End zone. It's going to be deflected. Then caught. Touchdown Atascacita. Oh, my deflection. God. Cameron, Cameron Glenn. Oh, Cameron Glenn. Second time. That's very boisterous. Bringing uh, Ritzer in motion. Hand off. And it's a double pass. Now it's a reverse. Watson towards the corner of the end zone. Caught. And a touchdown scored by Noah Erdman. Side screen to Miller. He gets outside. Look out. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5 touchdown Tigers. From the 49. Holy smokes. Basic play action. Gonna have it go deep. Williams. Tony Toe Tap. Kylan Williams. Lemke gonna put it up. Rolling out, little launch it deep. He's got Paul down too far. No, he caught it. He caught it. What a catch, a one-handed catch by Paul. There it is, the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. You can watch dozens and dozens of, day- of Texas high school football games live on your device this weekend and every weekend during football season. We can't, like, schedule games for, like, March. We wish we could. We've looked into it. Oh, we have plenty of games going on in March, just not football. Just not football. Anyway, you can watch uh, dozens and dozens of Texas high school ball games and hundreds and hundreds, thousands even, of Texas high school events on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Bowl subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, that's, I mean, that's a good plug, too, of the – if you ever miss any of the game action and are just looking for highlights, we're uploading full highlight packages of the games onto uh, the Texan Live YouTube page at any mm-hmm. point in time. So Dave Campbell's Texan Live YouTube page, you can see tons of highlights there. Let's go check that out. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Jared Calamus of Alamo Audible on the Dave Campbell's Republic Football Podcast Network and to the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.